updates are uh, FBI says uh, there was not a noose that was a, uh, a hate crime against Bubba Wallace. That never happened. The NASCAR guy. It was number one. And, and people who've in the know know it wasn't a noose at all. It was just a knot and a piece of rope. But the news, the fake noose news, in order to maintain some semblance of reliabilities, continuing to call it a noose. But no, it was nothing. Well, the driver himself, the black NASCAR driver himself, said last night on CNN, oh, it's, it's straight up a noose. So he said it's a noose, so I can understand why the news is going with that. Okay, all right, fair enough. But um, anyway, this is the FBI determined it had been there since late 2019. They're assigned garages randomly. There's it's 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 beyond highly unlikely that there was any, you know, well, it's impossible predetermined attempt at a racial anything. Right. So right. that's that story. The uh, is the stock market still down, and the Wall Street Journal is saying down on reports of rises in coronavirus. Oh yeah, yeah. Putting putting on my shopping shoes today. Okay, might, might be a little a uh, little opportunity presented itself. There are seven states where hospitalizations are on the rise, and hospitalizations is a much more accurate uh, way to measure what's going on here. Indeed. Coronavirus! That's right, Cardi. Thank you. Uh, uh, Hospitalizations are on the rise in seven states, including the two biggest states in the country, California and Texas. Texas has been up eight days in a row and doubled the number of uh, hospital cases in the last four days, I think it is. So it's it's a pretty big increase, and California is right behind it. And I I hope this is not... I hope we're not seeing um, soon-to-be New York's happening in... Texas and California. I would think that'd be impossible because we're we're all aware of masks and stuff now. I would hope so, yeah. And uh, we're also ready to flatten the curve like we were originally going to do, I think, as necessary. We'll have to see, you know, what the, the, the leaders of Texas decide. Plus, about half of deaths have been old folks' homes, so don't force people with COVID to go into old folks' homes. Right. You'll cut way down on deaths. And the vast majority of people who died have been uh, older folks, which does not make it okay, but that means it's probably not going to wipe out a significant part of the co- the uh, population. I have a great note on that. Stand by. I think it's right here. Yeah. Uh, and, and by the way, this scores with the numbers I got from a completely different source, so I believe it to be accurate. It's a risk study by Dr. Rajiv Bataya. Uh, pardon me, doctor, if I'm mispronouncing your name. Clinical assistant professor of primary care and population health at Stanford University in beautiful Palo Alto, California. And Dr. Jeffrey Klauser, who's adjunct professor of epidemiology at UCLA. They looked at publicly available case incidence data for the week ending May the 30th in the 100 largest U.S. counties as states began to reopen. So this is pretty recent. Uh, the thing we're looking for is a start to a discussion of risk. We're bombarded with data on deaths and cases. The study found a person in a typical medium to large U.S. county who has a single random contact with another person has, on average, a 1 in 3,800 chance of being infected without social distancing, hand washing, or mask wearing. If you put yourself at the mercy of chance and take no precautions and stand next to a person, you have a 1 in 3,800 chance of being infected. i got to get this to my wife because she's concerned because I'm traveling with Sam next week and she's worried about the virus. And... If that sounds like a tolerable risk, consider the odds of being hospitalized. The study found that a 50 to 64-year-old person, so never mind a 23-year-old NBA star or your college student or your high school student, we're talking about somebody of middle age, 
The study found that a 50 to 64-year-old person who has a single random contact has, on average, a 1 in 852,000 chance of being hospitalized or a 1 in 19 million chance of dying based on rates as of uh, the last week of May. Wow. Now, if you take sensible precautions, including social distancing, masks, hand washing, etc., then those odds skyrocket and are even higher against having anything bad happen. It's worth knowing. Even with all that, though, we got 150,000 deaths across the United States. Uh, correct, yeah. Uh, mostly from the early days when nobody knew what to do or the government was actually lying to us about what to do uh, and or Governor Cuomo was forcing nursing homes to take COVID-19 cases, um, etc., I thought this was... And and I'm sorry, one more factor on this. And when we look back on this, it is entirely possible that health historians will say the best thing that happened was in the middle of 2020 when uh, states began opening up and more and more cases uh, went around uh, to young healthies. That was the best thing that could have happened. That was the only way to end it, and, and that's what happened. Um, the politics of mask wearing briefly, I thought that was interesting, uh, a new survey. So of they, they, they broke it down by people who generally follow liberal media and people who generally follow conservative media. Let's look at their list just to be sure. This is Gallup. Okay. They consider a liberal, liberal media, HuffPo, CNN, Mother Jones, NPR, and the LA times. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's yeah, sure, that's solid. They consider conservative media, The Federalist, Fox News, Newsmax, The Washington Times, and The Blaze. You may proceed, sir. Those lists, lists are legit. Listen to this, though. Uh-oh. Moderate media's con- list is Bloomberg, PBS. <coughs> Moderate, that's hilarious. The Associated Press, <coughs> The Hill. <coughs> and, yeah, the Hill swings both ways. And but- the Chicago Tribune. Uh, the trip, I would agree, although I don't read it every day anymore. I don't know that one. Anyway, getting back to the mask. Up with the Tribune every day on the table. Made an informed young man of me. That's back when they used to print websites on paper. Yes. And they S- called them newspapers. Seems inefficient. <laughs> yeah, it does. Well, you don't get to, to the next day, and you're no longer mad about what Trump said tomorrow. That, that, that's, that's one thing. You couldn't have the daily anger story when you didn't find out about it until the next day right right and um, and and they they wasted all sorts of time figuring out if the stories were true or not before they printed them out from their website which really slows things down oh yeah my god it was terrible you had to wait till like tomorrow morning to figure out what happened yesterday but while there has been a fair amount of controversy over the whole mask thing uh, as you see people the guy who had to fight his way into the walmart because he wouldn't wear a mask even if you hate wearing the mask, even if you think this is all a bunch of crap, why don't you just be nice to the person who works at the Walmart and wear your mask and not, not put them in that position? But that's that's my opinion. Well, you're right. That particular 25-year-old... It's the correct opinion. That that particular 25-year-old who's happier in hell to have a, still have a job at Walmart isn't the deep state, and they're not trying, this isn't the mark of the beast or anything. They're not trying to take your freedom away from you. They just had their their boss told them, don't let anybody without a a mask in. That bird isn't a drone. Wait a minute. (laughs) Are you a right winger? The the contrails from the jets are not something or other. 
That's what uh, Delaney told me when she was home from college. The COVID thing, it's a fake job, so the government can, uh, us, uh, us all having to stay at home, that was so they could replace the batteries in the drones, <laughs> which is the birds. <laughs> all the birds are Birds drones. are government drones. Yeah, yeah, birds aren't a thing. Right. No, 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 no. They're government drones. All the birds are drones. The <laughs> birds, birds are, are drones. drones. <laughs> and the battery's low. The battery's low. Anyway, we're much more in agreement on this mask thing than I thought. Uh, 92% of people who follow liberal media reported wearing... They're uh, liberals. ...wearing masks in the last seven days. 84% of those who prefer conservative media. So it's only a difference of 92 to 84. Still the vast majority. I mean, when 92% or 84% of anything agree on something, that's 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 enough to call it practically everybody. I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, uh, and it's remarkably similar. If a yeah. basketball game was 92 to 84, I'd keep watching, because that's close, man. Of course, there is no basketball. All the birds are drones. All the birds are drones. (laughs) (sighs) He's laughing. He thinks it's funny. Oh, God. Joe Getty claimed without evidence that all the birds are drones. (laughs) The world is so crazy right now. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And, 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 by golly, they might have to write this on my tombstone. If you perceive the world through the media, you are looking through a funhouse mirror, man. Those people are nuts. They're nuts, and it's a specific subcategory of humans clustered in two little places. Your national media, putting aside La Times, for instance, and and and, and similar publications, and they when they're not inaccurate, they're lying. And when they're not lying, they're whipped up in enthusiasm with stories that scare the hell out of you or make you hate your neighbor. Yeah. I hate the media. 84% and 92%. That's practically agreement. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, if that isn't agreement, what is? Yeah, I have no idea. It's got to be within three percentage points. <laughs> That's incredible. I know it. I know it. Single digit difference. I uh, mentioned this earlier, should mention again, the, the the mob announced it's bringing down a Lincoln statue in Washington, D.C. Thursday night. If I were a younger man, I would go there and get ready to scream. Well, I wonder if that's what's going to happen, and a congressperson is introducing legislation to get rid of that Lincoln statue, that and other stuff on the way. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Teams all over the league reported today they were all tested for the coronavirus. And you may see as tests come back tomorrow and the next day, you know, teams expect there's going to be uh, a significant batch of positive tests and teams will be able to quarantine those players for a couple weeks. NBA's back in about a month. Eight game season. And then the playoffs, which is interesting. Uh, I'm eight, excited. Eight games? Eight game season. Well, that's right. They were almost done. Yeah. Well, they were in the final stretch. Yeah, okay. i got to remind myself, baseball hadn't started yet. Basketball was almost done. Okay. Right. And then it's just the playoffs is what we really need. And so NBA playoffs, I love NBA playoffs. So, And are they doing the full thing, Sean? Are they doing full? 
All the rounds, best of seven, the whole thing? Uh, yes. Yeah, okay, best, wow. Best of seven. Oh, yeah. there's a lot of games coming uh, in because the playoffs are two months long. Usually. There's a possibility that after the eight-game regular season conclusion, if the seedings at the bottom are too close, they'll have like a one-game kind of play right. for the last playoff spot sort of thing. Yeah. And then Major League Baseball announced yesterday their, their season is going to start the 24th of July with a 60-game season? That is correct, and they've introduced a couple of rule changes which range from idiotic to abhorrent. <laughs> Outfielders have to wear clown shoes. Right. Hungry Lions will also roam the outfield. Uh, your mascot has that, to be, have, that have been carefully uh, cultivated to have a taste for human flesh. Your mascot has to be real, I think, is one of the rules also. Exactly. No mascots. They have to be actual for the Tigers. So, uh, yes, exactly. If, but seriously, if they play games, number one, the abhorrent, the National League will have the designated hitter, which I hate. Um, if you're, I think uh, that's a Trojan horse to trying to sneak that in forever. Oh, I, yeah, yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. The and, Players and the, Association has, has wanted that for a long time, and they finally got it. Do, would it uh, I'm torn. Do I explain why I think it's abhorrent, or is that too sportsy? It's pretty sportsy. Yeah, it's it's abhorrent. Um, and <laughs> just trust me, it's in the Bible. Yeah, <laughs> the Bible. Oh uh, boy. Um, and the the second rule changes, and I am not making this up. The lion's part was an effort at humor. Uh, this is true. Beginning in the tenth inning, any extra innings, each half inning starts with a player on second base. The guy who made the last out in the previous inning. Starts on second base oh, I didn't in scoring know position. I didn't yeah. know that. I knew they were on the base, but I didn't know who they chose. I figured you did like a you do when you do a pinch runner. You just put your fastest person out there. But, no, okay, no. Um, and and there and let's say there was another. Oh, there are a couple of other silly rule changes that don't matter. But um, yeah, that that is because they they don't want to wear guys out and have them get tired and 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 all during the sprint to the playoffs. It's a more condensed season. There's not going to be as many off days, so they're trying right, to yeah. Right. I, I Five think it, outs per inning, but only two strikes per batter. What? So that's a pretty major change. <laughs> right. And if a pitcher and and it's five balls for walk, but then the pitcher gets executed. Oh jeez. Because he ought to learn to throw the thing strike. <laughs> oh let's see where not are a we pitcher, not a belly itcher. <laughs> Come on oh, now. Boy. Oh, golly. You child? <laughs> Yell that at a major league ballpark, why don't you? You child? <laughs> All right. Let's get down to business now. The uh, serious news of the day. I had something, yeah. Eh, who cares? Um, <laughs> I've lost heart. It happens. Oh, yeah. Protesters are vowing to tear down a Lincoln statue in Lincoln Park in Washington, D.C. Uh, it's not the Lincoln Memorial. So far, the big giant memorials are a couple of steps too far down the road, but we're headed that direction. We've already gone farther than I ever thought we'd go. We're ter- we're taking down presidents. U.S. presidents are being removed. Freaking presidents! That's amazing. I would have never believed we'd, we'd get there this fast. I abhor violence, including political violence. But there's part of me that would like to see a crowd of one hundred thousand proud Americans sweep across that plaza rounding up anybody who's there to deface or destroy the lincoln statue and and perhaps talk some sense into them so this eleanor holmes norton she's a congressperson she uh, tweeted out yesterday the designers of the emancipation statue in lincoln park in washington dc didn't take into account the views of african americans it was actually paid for by former slaves which is another interesting wrinkle to the whole thing wow they funded it 
But then so, we're not given, according to her, enough input on the on the statue itself. Wait a minute. So the uh, Antifa Karen, the white girl screaming at black cops that they're racists, has now been surpassed by Congress people lecturing actual former slaves of how best to express their joy at their freedom. I think we have a winner. Um, I'm introducing a bill to to move this statue to to a museum. Well, that's for you know the, that that angle of it, and if we're going to bring down statues, that's the way it's got to happen. We got to vote, and it's the public will. And if I disagree with it, well, then I've got to you know become an activist myself. We can't let the mobs decide, but the mob also has a role in this. Um, they have vowed they're going to show up on Thursday to tear it down. Crowds gathered in Lincoln Park at the base of the Emancipation Statue yesterday for a protest calling for the removal of the statue. It comes on the heels of the Lafayette Park um, Andrew Jackson statue. There were D.C. police there in the park and in riot gear, so I guess the mob decided now's not the time. But then they announced they were coming Thursday, coming back Thursday night to bring it down. Or somebody forgot the rope. I thought you brought the rope. No, you said you had the rope. Well, we'll be back Thursday. I no, don't know how boy. that occurred, but That's announcing ahead of time you're coming to tear down a statue... Not sure that's the best idea. How I would love to see a, a, a collection of veterans of all the branches of the service and peace officers and patriots and well, this has an opportunity historians to, and this has an opportunity to turn really ugly when you for the reasons you're just saying and, and it's been announced ahead of time. Hey, mobs! Uh, one of the, a mob one of the mob things is spontaneity. You really can't have, like, a calendar. According to the mob's publicist, what? Yeah, <laughs> that doesn't work. Wait a minute. What kind of mob are you? We'll see how that turns out tomorrow night. Tell you right-thinking people are getting madder and madder. Not good. Armstrong and Getty. If you actually want to save American jobs, then you should build a wall to stop robots. But good luck with that, because if you've seen movies, you know that robots are unstoppable killing machines. Um, uh, yeah, that's actually true. Uh, not just a, that attempt to be a joke. Um, Is that what that was? So you got all the craziness that's going on, political stuff and attitudes and the COVID and everything like that. And then you've just got the pace of change that was true three months ago. That is unprecedented in human history also. And now we're going to have more of it. And we were just talking about how there could be a really fast, like this is supposed to happen over decades and it's going to happen over like a summer where all of a sudden a quarter, a third, a half of the workforce doesn't work downtown anymore. Or in that corporate park anymore. They work at home because it's turned out you can be as efficient, maybe even more efficient. And the workers are a lot happier. And it's a hell of a lot cheaper for the company to not have to have office space, et cetera, et cetera. The man, the fallout from this is going to be absolutely amazing. And, you know, of course, the free market will figure that out, but it's going to be a hell of a disruption. We got this text. Imagine all the support businesses that will die. Restaurants near those, uh, like the one across the street from this building. Restaurants near all those corporate uh, the corporate parks, all those buildings. Mechanics working on cars that aren't driven, you know, a tenth as much as normal. All right. the business vendors 
from copier repair to custodial. That's a ton of jobs to displace really fast. Wow, you're right. Yeah, yeah. The whole you know copier thing. Uh, yeah, no, you're probably right. Because I I print stuff when I work from home, but I don't need a massive copier that needs to be maintained and serviced and sold to me. And there's a contract or and whatever. No, the, I just went to the the local electronic store and spent sixty nine dollars. And all the vending, nice idiot. Uh, all the vending. I'm sorry, he interrupted you. He interrupted you. He's the blame, the boy. No, it's just, it's, 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 it would be a huge change. And then you get into the real estate stuff, and, you know, good news if you're in the suburbs, I guess. Mm-hmm. Bad news if you own commercial real estate? I don't know. Oh, oh yeah, commercial versus uh, residential real estate. Yeah, there will be a, you can, the you, pressure on uh, prices in, like, your near suburbs of big cities yeah because it doesn't matter how how far you are from downtown anymore yeah i mean you might have to go in once a week or once a month or something like that but if uh, yeah i would live somewhere else sure than i do well maybe uh than i do right now if i never had to come to the radio ranch so would like 80 percent of people who live in urban areas right yep everybody who lives in an urban area when you're looking at homes you think about how far it is to the workplace that's like that and the schools are like number one and two. Right. So, yeah, that's interesting how that all work out. Anyway, uh, we're talking about robots there. Stanford grad who created the world's first robot lawyer raises $12 million. In the summer of 2015, a Stanford-bound high school grad. Yeah, you're a high school kid. You're doing this. You know what I did? Sneak beers in the park and try to kiss a girl, huh? Anyway, Leave he, the robot creating to the grown-ups, Junior. <laughs> he spent his nights coding and developing an automated program that would help people contest parking tickets. Um, about three weeks later, he'd already had a product called Do Not Pay, which he shared with his friends. A blogger from Reddit picked it up, and almost overnight, Do Not Pay went from 10 people using it to 50,000 users. Wow, fabulous. Today, the company announced it closed a $12 million Series A, whatever that is. Uh, fund kind of loans. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's a at, uh, at an $80 million valuation. It's one of those, you know. Um, he calls it the world's first robot lawyer. It's gone from helping people with their parking tickets to assisting with over 100 different areas of consumer. Objection, rights. human. That's a robot lawyer. Illogical. Does not compute. You're um, guilty. <laughs> overrule, overrule this, and then he busts out the saw hands. <laughs> ah, my arm! He cut it off. He said in this crisis time... Swing the gavel now. <laughs> oh, my other arm! <laughs> Damn it! Uh, in the crisis times we live in, lots of big companies are using consumers as a lifeline. He says you see this with airlines as they refuse to refund people and instead they issue them a travel credit oh, just yeah. because they know they can get away with it. Well, the, right. Even if it says in the fine print they can't or they shouldn't, the plat- you have to fight them for weeks. The platform offers automated legal help with customer service disputes like airline flight compensation or cancellation subscriptions, suing companies and small claims courts, jumping customer service phone uh, lines, and analyzing accounts and finding hidden money such as bank or overdraft fees. All the sort of stuff you just don't have time to do. Right. Or it's, it wouldn't be cost effective to do it with a human lawyer. A computer lawyer can do it. You know, it can work... 24 hours a day and figure all this stuff out. Plus, you know, if you need to prune a tree, those saw hands come in handy. (laughs) That will be extra. (laughs) 
Why am I paying you? I bought you. <laughs> That's really interesting. Uh, the way the platform makes money is by charging users $3 per month. The uh, creator, this guy named Browder, says the company doesn't take a percentage of what they save and has no ads or selling is not selling your data to other businesses. Wow, just a subscription, 3 uh-huh. bucks a month. I love it. The platform works with lawyers and specifically with the American Bar Association, which in January honored Do Not Pay with its ABA award to him uh, for its commitment to increasing legal services to those of modest means. Wow, that is really interesting. Yeah, I need to get hip to this. I think I could use it. I want to help my dad out. We were going to go to the Masters, as we discussed, and then the Chinese bat fever caused all of it to get canceled, and now the airline's telling my dad, no, we're not going to give you a refund. We'll give you travel credit, and you have to use it within a year. So my dad, at age 78, with a uh, a wife in the later stages of Parkinson's, who will die if she's exposed to the COVID, can either travel by, like, March or, fe- well, it was, when did he buy it? doesn't matter. Um, or he loses hundreds of dollars. I'm not going to name the airline for now. But there are a lot of Americans who work there. Mm. Mm. I'm tracking. Mm. So, so it's Delta. I give up. I give up. 94% of college Democrats want to defund the police. Don't ask college kids anything. Where's the best pizza? Or what time is it? Those are the only two questions I have for college Democrats. Can I score some drugs? Is is this style of pants still in style or not? Uh, They might be able to answer that question. Yeah, they they will. Yeah, absolutely. But, uh, yeah, I don't really care what you think. Crafting a way to to, to, to have society work? Nah, not so much. Uh, here's, Here's the problem, youngsters. You have no life experience. You fall for the same scams 20-year-olds have fallen from since time immemorial, including me. You don't, you're not in charge. I don't care how adamant you are, screaming in the face of a black cop that he's a racist. You numbskulls. Uh, speaking of which, at armstrongandgetty.com, we have uh, Antifa Karen, they're calling her, who is a white girl screaming self-righteously at black cops about racism. Uh, we have a six-foot-tall transgender person in pink bra, panties, and knee highs attempting to assault Andrea Mitchell of ABC News while she asks, where are the cops in Washington, D.C.? Almost too much oh, irony. I haven't heard that. Is that that's audio we have? Is it well, good? The is audio it the is good. The video is fabulous. So I got a picture of what you just described. Or you can go to armstrongandgetty.com, which is the, precisely my point. Go yeah. watch the video. Uh, like on my TV? Or how's then, that work? Okay. And then the third, uh, go ask a college Democrat. <laughs> and then the third thing I want to uh, feature there at the website escapes me completely. Uh, I can't remember. There's something else that's Antifa great. Antifa Karen we haven't played for a while. We can it play that again when we come back. Good. Yeah, yeah. All right, stay tuned. That's next. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. earlier in the program that's an anniversary of sorts today well it's december 2001 okay. is when um the segway was invented dean came and came out and he said this will revolutionize everything and uh they're ending production here in the end of the month the segway is no more it's no more and they sold hum- 140,000. so what will tourists ride around on if you were oh well i'm sure they'll be around for a while but um 
They'll become more and more valuable, which is why I'm going to buy hundreds of them. They were te- <laughs> good timing. It was teased as, you know, I'm talking about how people working from home is going to revolutionize a bunch of things, and I think it will. But uh, Yeah, they said it would be the car to what the car was to the horse and buggy. It didn't turn out so much. Yeah. Not so much, um, no. It's interesting, and I don't, I don't blame it. It's difficult to predict what's going to catch on and what's not. Why didn't they catch on? The price was part of it. Weren't they like $2,000, and that was 20 years ago? Yeah, I so can't remember. They're, they're idiotic looking. What? Is that it? You're just prejudiced or something. Well, there's some reason they didn't catch on. What's your theory? They seem dangerous? I don't know. They're harder to ride than they say. Where do you park it? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't thought about it. But they only sold in 20 years 144,000 of them, and that's had to be mostly tourist areas and cities. Yeah. And mall cops. And mall cops. I remember we raised some money once for SEGS for Vets. Oh, yeah. Which was a cool organization for disabled vets um, to be able to get around. And the beauty of it is that instead of like in a wheelchair, you can take your kids to the beach and go onto the beach and, and the rest. And that was a really cool organization. But um, God, we should have one out at our farm. The distance, like out to the way out to the barn or the pump or wherever we have to go to, is it's a pretty far walk if you have to do it several times a day. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Segway would be perfect. I gotta get one of those. Paint it like John Deere green or something. Then have races <laughs> with the kids. You gotta oh. get everybody one. Oh my god, it'd be awesome. We the people on this farm. Um, I might have to look into that. Oh, the kids would love it. And they're aren't they pretty hard to fall off of? Uh, pretty hard. I'll bet your kids, um, well, your kids skateboard and scooter and stuff like that. They'd, they'd do it like a ring and a bell. So I mentioned the other day, I talked to a guy who was riding a wheelie. That's that's different than the Segway in that you do have to have some balance. You're just standing on the pegs of a single wheel. Mm-hmm. And that thing goes 45 miles an hour. I've seen more of those zipping around than I've ever seen Segways. Yeah, it was uh, pointed out to us that the, it's strict for boating to make them go that fast, but people customize them. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. You know, <laughs> what? yeah, I was told the first time I saw a, a scooter, now you have to have a helmet. I'm looking around. Nobody's wearing a helmet. All right. So, right. Um, uh, but the guy said, I said, how hard is it to do? And he said, it's, he said, can you ride a unicycle? It's about a quarter as hard to ride in a unicycle. And I can ride a unicycle. At least I could when I was a kid. I don't know that I still could. Mm. But it, riding a unicycle is hard. I, I mean, that's it. really, really hard. I think I attempted it once for roughly five seconds. So oh, I practiced for a, like a whole summer before I could do it. Um, so yeah, I wouldn't want to just hop on one of those things. You would crack your head open, brain spilled out on the sidewalk. You don't want to do that. Well, I'm telling you, if I got on one of those, have a surgical team follow me because you're going to be harvesting my organs <laughs> probably within the first 10 minutes. Wow. Uh, I hate to interrupt, but, uh, Good Morning America is interviewing Rob Lowe about his starring role in the Joe Exotic drama, soon to be on a TV screen near you. Rob Lowe stars as Joe Exotic. Isn't it too, now talking about Rob Lowe? Isn't it too early for a Joe? We just saw a documentary about him. I know more about him than I've ever needed to know in my life. What are you going to tell me in a in a what? Well, they're they're all bummed because there was a big story in uh, what was it Texas Monthly or one of your one of your publications, Atlantic or somebody did like a ten thousand worder on Joe Exotic. Tiger and, King, and that's why um, that's why the documentary was done. That got the guy's attention. Um, and uh, when okay. that article came out, all sorts of production companies said, "Wow, this is crazy! What a story! Let's make a movie." But it takes a long damn time to make a movie. That was before he tried to have her killed, though, or was that part of the original Had intrigue? Tried to have who killed? Carol 
Baskin. I gotta, yeah, I gotta bring in my coffee cup. I got, I got Killed a Carol Baskin. Husband. She whacked him. I got a Carol Baskin coffee cup for Father's Day, also. Oh yeah, and socks actually. Carol Baskin Carol socks. Carol Baskin socks. On my socks it says Carol effing Baskin. <laughs> <laughs> Killed her husband. She whacked him. And it's got tiger motif. Of course going. it does. <laughs> But I believe the uh, the murder for hire thing was already uh, a known commodity uh, in terms of when the f- story first started circulating. Okay, when the articles and the the bidding war over the story rights to it happened. It, right, it, it's one of my favorite things I've ever watched. But I can't imagine needing to know anything else about it. Oh no, I'm full. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. No, I've had too much already, and it's delicious. Oh, who was I talking? I talked to a buddy of mine the other day. So he knows somebody whose daughter is um. This happened in small-town Kansas because, you know, the uh, Tiger King was in Oklahoma, small-town Oklahoma, Mm -hmm. so it wasn't that far away. And uh, he knows somebody, their daughter has uh, health issues, like really bad health issues. It's a terrible story. But anyway, doing kind of a -a make-a-wish kind of thing, not through that organization, but similar idea. Okay. And people, she wanted to get to uh, hang out with a tiger or pet a tiger or something like that, and everybody in town... You know, raised some money. They heard of this 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 tiger place in Oklahoma, mm-hmm. and uh, this was just a couple of years ago. This was before all this happened, and he just found out. He just everybody just put two and two together recently. That um, it was him. It was Joe Exotic. So they raised money in town, kind of a GoFundMe to get her to see a tiger, and Joe Exotic came up and uh, and brought a tiger, and she got to hang out with Pettit and everything like that. And then he even did one of his songs. He wrote a song about her and did a video, and it's like a seven-minute-long song specifically about her and her health problems and hanging out with the tiger. And the town feels like they got ripped off, like it was a whole bunch of money, and it seems like what he did would cost, you know, I don't know what the numbers are, but, you know, you could raise $30,000, and it would have cost him two tanks of gas (laughs) and and a day for him to drive up with his tigers. Right. So where'd all that money go? Um but anyway, wow. so that's, that's <laughs> where did that of money how... go to the local meth dealer, <laughs> obviously, or, or perhaps a dentist at or, some point. Yeah, between the meth dealer, the tattoo artist, the <laughs> local uh, orthodontist, or uh, you know, uh, denture maker. <laughs> that's something, though. So he was doing that. Could take you know. Well, that's the business model of it. Is sure, it? there's a lot of money in having baby cub tigers to pet. But those tigers then become large, full-grown tigers that you can't necessarily take to a children's hospital or things well, like that. Well, you can, but you shouldn't. <laughs> right. Or you'll be like some of the stumpy people in the show. Oh, boy. Final thoughts with A-N-G. <laughs> You know, I'll occasionally flip to the 70s channel, 70s uh, radio. Oh, yeah. God, there was some lame music that was popular. There's some I mean, great music, utterly, but some lame music. Yes. Utterly, I mean, ballless by women's standards. Boy, <laughs> here's your host for Final Thoughts, Joe Getty. Let's get a final thought from everybody on the crew. There he is, pressing the buttons in the control room, Michelangelo. Michael, final thought? Yeah, I want to go buy a Segway on clearance and put it in my closet next to my Zune, my Betamax, and 8-track player. <laughs> That's beautiful. A positive, Sean. A final thought for us? Yeah, just gearing up for another day at Chateau Relaxo. I have uh, I finally made it back to the store, re-upped my supply of the good teriyaki sauce that I, because of this, the, our discussions here, I finally figured out the good stuff to buy. I'm back on Rice Bowl Heaven. Oh, yeah. <laughs> rice Bowl Heaven. Jack, a final thought for us. Yeah, if you ever bought a Segway and you thought it'd be a good idea and you'd use it more and it's just been sitting in the garage, uh, hit me with a text or an email. I might buy it from you. I could use a Segway.
I and would use be it tempted. at the farm. It'd be great. I would be tempted. Hmm. Uh, my final thought is I'm super looking forward to a golf outing with my buddies up to the mountainous regions uh, this weekend. I'm practicing yesterday. Something pops in my forearm. I'm not even in sure I can arm. swing. Yeah, I've never had an injury there. I have no idea what happened. I am going to go on Yelp, and I am going to review aging. <laughs> and my review is going to start with, I'm only giving aging one star because <laughs> zero stars isn't possible. <laughs> Something popped. Is there a bone sticking out or anything? No, it's like a, a mes- muscle thing. Wow. A tendon thing? I don't know. Wow. What am I over here? Doctor? It's just so annoying. And it was like my 85th swing. It's not like I got out there and failed to warm up or anything. Just all of a sudden, something I've done millions of times in my life, something goes pop. Mm. Screw this. Maybe you can follow him around on the course with a Segway. <laughs> Beer in one hand. My legs are fine. Uh, Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people thank so little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. Oh, I thought of the, the, the football star frightened by bears. That's the other video that's there uh, along with the, <laughs> what, what do you call it? Yeah, just go and, and look. Great Armstrong and Getty swag. People are buying lots of the coffee mugs. Do it. Armstrongandgetty.com. See you tomorrow. God bless America. You having a good time? Okay, I, I did not say okay. that. I've sat here for over three hours and 15 minutes. <laughs> That's sucks. If you wish to leave, you may. Let me just say how very, very dismaying and disappointing. Not uh, good. And just change the channel from this mesmerizing horror show. We'll be better tomorrow than we were today. And we heard the words. It's over for me. Adios, mofo. Okay, so we're, we're, you're, we're dismissed. Is that correct? Do you want to rephrase uh, what you're doing all the birds are drones, the birds, birds are drones, drones <laughs> and the battery's low. The battery's low. Anyway, Armstrong and Getty.